0: We be doing this, bro. God's been blessing Oh, we're going. We look good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for trusting me blindly, bro. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be cool. What's going on, visionaries? Welcome to season two, episode 19. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the Black Panther himself, the about Ryan K. The me. Black Panther. <laughs> We talked about it. Yes, I've we heard. did.
1: And before my daughter, I have two kids. And before my daughter was born, yeah, like I, I put out on social media like this set of rules, yeah, for people to follow if they wanted to be around her or hold her or anything like that. Mm-hmm. One of the rules, and like this was right around when the Black Panther came out. And one of the rules was like, she gonna be convinced that I'm
0: T'Challa, like, like legitimate
1: the Black Panther. Yes, and if anybody messes this illusion up, then they they cut off. Yeah, yeah, and so. Like, to this day, I mean, she's probably not convinced because she knows it's a movie. But, like, every time a Black Panther thing come on the TV, or, like, a Wakanda ever movie came out, forever movie came out. And she was like, look, Dad, that's your movie. I was like, you're right. you right. That is my right.
0: movie. No. How,
1: how old is she now? She's four. How's yeah. that going on the Black gone. Panther? See, <laughs> so she, she hasn't actually seen the movie because, like, I mean, she's four and I'm not trying to... Traumatize know. her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people shooting stuff and fighting and everything. Bro,
0: um so I told Ryan about the social media deep dive and I went to his Facebook and I was trying to find a picture. Bro, you legitimately had T'Challa as your profile picture like I did. for like three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It probably it it must have been it might have been after he died. Yeah. Uh I don't remember the exact that? timeline. It was like this artsy, like so looked like someone drew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it would, was. I think that was after he died, after Chadwick Bozeman died.
1: Yeah. And someone had Y-P. done a uh like a, kind of like a watercolor
0: abstract portrait. Yeah. Like so, West Coast style. What, it was really cool. what I'm gonna do to keep delusion up for your daughter? I'm gonna name this episode "Chopping It Up with a Black Panther." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, bro. Welcome to the pod, man. Thanks for coming. For man, real. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, so, first question I ask everyone that comes on the pod: If you meet a stranger and they ask what you do, how do you explain that concisely?
1: Yeah. So, I. I am, a, I am a worship pastor at the church, uh, at Battle Creek Church, and so... Quick plug, quick plug. i work, out here in
0: Tulsa. Huh? Yeah, that's what's
1: up, yeah. yeah. I work backwards from that, though. But most people understand, like, being a musician yeah. professionally, so I would probably just start there. I'd be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician. I play music at a church. I'm a singer and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. so I do a lot of arrangements and service, and people in this region of the country, too, like, they know church. Yeah. And so... Uh, it, that part is kind of easy to to understand. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a church musician," mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. But for people who might not be familiar with that, like I would just hit the music angle and be like, "Yeah, I'm a musician. I play a bunch of instruments. I produce music and stuff." And yeah. uh, I'm a church boy, and so I do all that full time for our church. Uh, and you know, Inv- invite them to church. For
0: you. <laughs> yeah, that's I use that all the time. Yeah, like, man, yeah. that's dope, bro. Um, so uh, I want to take the timeline back a little bit, so. Uh, I know you're from Louisiana.
1: Yeah, I'm from yeah. New Orleans.
0: Bo- yeah, like born and raised. Yep. Whole yep. thing. Uh, talk to us about what brought you to Tulsa, man. The whole, the whole thing, the whole story. Yeah. So
1: the whole story is very long, but the condensed the, version. Yes, the <laughs> condensed version is yeah. I, I was born and raised in New Orleans, and uh, I had no plans of being anywhere else but New Orleans. Uh, but in 2005, August 29th, 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit. Some of y'all yeah. might be familiar with. Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a Katrina evacuee mm-hmm. into uh into Oklahoma. And so
0: how old were you there, bro?
1: Eighteen. I had just started college. Man. So dude. I had just started at the University of New Orleans. And uh I wasn't living on campus. It was literally probably ten minutes away from my house. So yeah. I was just going and coming back every day. Yeah. Uh but we had done one week of class, uh, and then the hurricane hit the next Monday. <laughs> the next that's wild next man. like
0: first week of college like freshman yeah that's yeah. wild dude and so yeah
1: so really if you if you know anything about hurricanes and how people in new orleans think about hurricanes at least regularly it's, it's a lot like people in oklahoma in the midwest yeah with the tornadoes, and tornadoes and yeah. Yeah. yeah like they don't they don't care like tornadoes yeah. be out and they'd be like let's go see it i would be like <laughs> what, what do you mean doing? See it? take cover yeah but um they hurricanes are a little bit Less intimidating because they 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 don't just pop up out of nowhere. Like you can see them in the Gulf. Yeah, and you can anticipate days, that whistle, sometimes yeah. weeks ahead. You can see a storm is brewing. So, uh, but also with hurricanes, like once they hit land, a lot of time they 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 lose kind of their force a little yeah. bit, and then they dissipate and stuff. And it still can be a, a tough storm. But uh, Hurricane Katrina was like one of those rare ones that was category five is as big as you can get yeah so it was a category five that one storm. will for
0: sure be in the history books bro like Yeah.
1: at this in, point it's still like the the biggest most, most catastrophic out, yeah, like storm that's hit us soil.
0: yeah um so how like i don't know how that even works bro does do they choose tulsa for you do you get to choose like because they brought you to oklahoma but was that your choice so they just kind of my parents you're saying yeah because you were in the back, you, right Yes, so, but we, like, on our own. So oh, we, we left on
1: our own, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, kind of to tag what I was talking about a second ago with how New Orleans people view tornadoes or yeah. hurricanes, yeah. Um, we basically went to sleep Saturday night with all the coverage and stuff like that. And they were saying, yeah, this is a big storm. It's coming. You might want to get out of here. Well, there was one that hit or that was supposed to hit um, before Katrina. Yeah. Maybe a few weeks before that. And we did evacuate for that one, and that was crazy because traffic was crazy, and it it took us forever to get, like, a couple hours down the road. Yeah. We, it took us, like, all day until the middle of the night. So we wanted to go to Texas. We ended up not even leaving Louisiana. And um, so we are watching this, the hurricane before Katrina. We are watching it on the news, and it ended up veering off and dissipating and not being nearly as bad as people thought. And so we thought Katrina was going to be the same thing. And so, really, we went to sleep Saturday, being like, it's probably going to be the same as the one that was going to hit before this, so we'll just stay. Uh, And then Sunday morning, super early, like 4 o'clock in the morning, my dad woke us up and was like, let's go. Let's get out of here. It might not hit. It might hit, but let's just take a couple changes of clothes and some some snacks, and let's just get out, and then we'll come back when everything blows over. And that was the last time. That I saw my house.
0: Dang, dude. And it
1: was until, you know, I saw it later, but yeah, that was the last time. Yeah. And so, how did y'all end up in Tulsa? So, my dad, um, he had family mm. in Sand Springs. Okay. We didn't come straight to Oklahoma, but we ended up in Oklahoma. So, we went, everybody was going west, we went east. So, we ended up in this little town in Alabama called Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix? We, yeah, Phoenix, Alabama. <laughs> and uh, we, Went to like we found a hotel and it was hard. Like traffic, like I said, it was just yeah, as yeah. crazy, if not more crazy, than because everyone's trying to get that. out. Everybody's trying to get out. Yeah, you know? man. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stories about how we ran into the right person at the right time, or how literally on the road we saw people who had run out of gas, and our gas tank like stayed at a certain level so that we can get to the next town and get some gas. <laughs> the like, Lord, just bro. little stuff like yeah. that where the Lord was literally taking care of us specifically. And uh, but we got to this little town in, in Alabama called Phoenix, and we stayed in a hotel, and we just turned the news on, and we were just watching.
0: And it was, uh, man, dude, was that just, traumatizing that, for you? Because it's like your hometown, man, all your ho- family and friends, yeah. and then you're just, like, watching it, can't do anything about it. There's nothing that you can do, I think, to prepare for something
1: like that. It's yeah. just a surreal feeling. And so even if you don't feel like it's a, a, a visceral trauma, it's still, like, you. there's nothing that you can do to think, okay, yeah, the place that I grew up in, my hometown, my home itself, like, it's just not there no more because of something as crazy as a flood or a hurricane or a fire. Like, you know, people experience it in different ways, but obviously an entire city is experiencing that at one time, and that's crazy to think about. And so, yeah, it is surreal, and in a lot of ways, I think I spent the next few years, and even probably up until today, like processing that, yeah, and figuring out how to, you know, uh, bring closure yeah. to that part of my life. And actually, about seven years later, because um, what was that? That was 2005. I got married in 2012. Yeah, and in 2013, for my first anniversary with my wife,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we went to New Orleans. Yeah, and so I had been back once before that. Yeah. But it was kind of quick after everything had happened. And so yeah. all I see is, like, you know, empty houses and boarded-up houses and neighborhoods that I used to be familiar with Yeah, that's, like, nobody's there. Was that weird, bro? Off. Yeah, it was very weird. Man, it dude. was really weird. Um, So that was the last time I saw New Orleans or had been there until my first anniversary yeah. with my wife. We went there
0: and, and we stayed. And, you saw the aftermath of all that stuff? I
1: saw, like... Basically seven years worth of the city recovering and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like it was before, but it was a lot better. Yeah. And I was able to kinda hang out with my friends and some of the people that I was with at the church I was at in New Orleans and yeah. stuff. And uh so that kind of helped me bring closure to that that chapter yeah. of my life. But before that, when you don't have that opportunity,
0: yeah, like, it's like
1: you would that's that's tough to deal with. And
0: I would get like really homesick just randomly yeah. at times. Uh-huh. With, yeah because it's, it's, at that point it's like like i moved away from my hometown but because that was my choice mm-hmm. and it wasn't like because i was forced out or um because of a natural disaster yours was just like yep. it was for my well-being i had to mm-hmm. get out of there yeah um bro so uh fast forward to now or more a more present timeline and you're like obviously you've been in music your whole life yeah what's the backstory there were you in church the, your whole life or yeah, so yeah. I, I as far back as I can remember, I was in
1: church. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans, I, New Orleans church is different, bro. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as far back, as, like I said, as I can remember, I I was in church. I grew up in church. My family is a very musical family. Even my my uncles and aunts Dude. and stuff. Everybody's like singers. They can sing. Um, and my my cousins and stuff are yeah. some of them are musicians and and stuff like that. So everybody it's it's kind of been a part of my DNA really. And yeah. so uh I my parents and people around me saw that I, I kind of had a special
0: Gift. aptitude. You did, bro. For, <laughs>
1: this guy doing it. plays everything, y'all. <laughs> so I started playing I started playing drums when I was 5. Yeah. Um and just kind of did that on and off in the church because like my, my best friend growing up, I call him my cousin, that's how we do it. Yeah. Um his dad my Uncle John, he was the, the music director at that church. Mm-hmm. And so, and John Jr., my, my your best co- friend, your cousin. My cousin, your, my big cousin. cousin. Yeah. Uh, he was the drummer there. And so most of the time he drummed. I would drum off and on with him, too. And we would, like, switch off and stuff. And he's a stupid, great drummer. Yeah. Um, but, like, we would switch on and off and stuff like that. And then I moved to, like, percussion and, like, congas and stuff like that, too. So I didn't I know be that. Up there Can you I still do that football. now, bro? Probably I don't know. I it's been a while since I like was serious about it. Yeah. And then I moved to uh, keys because that family, my 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 cousin and his family, uh, they moved to a different church. Yeah. So I started playing keys and stuff like that. And uh, at one point, it was just two people in the band, and that was me. And then we had a guitar player. Uh, he was from Japan. His name was Makuni Fukuda.
0: He was <laughs> Shout out so, if he's out so there. good.
1: He's so good. And yeah. I, uh, it was just me and him. And so what I had was this little Casio Radio Shack keyboard. And it was the ones that had the speakers on them, but they had, like, the beats oh, yeah. built in, like, programmed in. Yeah. And so, like, you could, you could like, play the little beat, hit the fill button and stuff like that when you wanted to introduce a new phrase or whatever. You could split the keyboard to so, like have like piano on this side and like bass was, on this side. That was your track, your Ableton before. So I was the band. It was, yep, yep. <laughs> that was yep. Ableton. And so it was like me and Mac mm-hmm. and we were the band for a while. And so that's kinda how I got into like really like figuring music out and yeah. figuring worship ministry out. Yeah. Now all this time I didn't I didn't know the Lord. I grew up in a house where my, my mom and dad, like they loved the word, they loved the Lord. They made sure that, that I knew and that my brothers and I knew. Yeah. Like, who Jesus was and what this house was going to be about. Yeah. It never forced, like, Christianity on me. the forced the faith on me. Like, you went to but, church, but
0: it wasn't, like... It was yeah. basically your I decision. Mean, yeah.
1: But it was more like, you know, this is the standard in our house. Not necessarily that because we're Christians that you're a Christian. But, like, this is how we operate in this yeah. house. You know, yeah. that type of thing. And this is what, you know, it means to represent as a Crawford person. Yeah. And so, like, that... Because of that, like the word was very important in the house. Uh, my dad was like a Bible teacher at the at the church. Yeah. My mom was the worship leader at the church that I grew up at. And so they were both elders. So that means, if the church was open, <laughs> I was in there.
0: Your pastor's you know, kid, bro. Mm, pretty oh, much. Yeah. Pretty much. Extra eyes on you, bro. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, keep
1: watching. <laughs> uh, but you know, so then I because like I said, my mom was the worship leader at that church and we called it praise and worship then we didn't call it like yeah. worship leading she was the yeah the praise and worship leader have, and before that we musical? called it devotion i don't know if y'all know what that is
0: devotion devotion bro yeah Are your siblings musical too
1: Every, yeah everybody's Everybody. pretty musical i would say like i'm i'm probably the one who like carried forth and like tried to
0: do it really yeah. get
1: into it and play instruments and stuff like that but both of them can sing um and the one right below me, he can play guitar
0: a little bit, so. See, bro. Yeah man. Um. So, okay. So you're in Oklahoma. Uh, where do you where do you go? Cause you're starting life all over again. You don't know anybody. mm mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. No history there really. Yeah, br- like yeah. how, how now you're like a worship pastor, mm-hmm. like one of the bigger churches out here. Like, um, just lead us through that journey, man.
1: Yeah. So, there I'm gonna try to do like condensed version because I mean, like there, this is about there's about to be a three-hour episode y'all
0: <laughs> there's so much in it
1: that is like good for people to hear that i like sharing yeah and i and i often as the years have gone on i lose track of who knows the story because obviously early on in like 2006 and 2007
0: yeah
1: everybody who knew me knew that that's that's what my that story was, was like that was pretty much all people knew me this for. is the remix the and revamp then, yeah is so it. now i could kind of like tell the story how i want to tell it but yeah. um I we we go to Oklahoma. We're, we're here, and we moved a bunch because we're trying to figure out where to where to stay. Yeah. At first, we stayed like I said. We were in uh, Phoenix, Alabama. Where we came back around, ended up in Oklahoma because my dad had family here. Yeah. So, we stayed with his oldest sister in her house, and she stayed not far away from my great aunt, who has since passed. My dad has since passed too. Um, but they had like a lot. Where she lived in a shotgun house on the lot. And then there were two other properties
0: yeah. on the lot as Is well. It San one Springs? That,
1: yeah, Sand Springs. And um one we didn't own, but we owned the other shack. It was basically a shack. <laughs> and so for a little bit we stayed in this shack and it had fleas and then we ended up going to like a best western in Sand Springs and staying there. That's tough, man. Um, for a while, we were trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do about school? Because I had just started at University of New Orleans. So obviously, I'm not going back there. What were, you, so. what were you trying to study? I started doing electrical engineering in UNO. I tried that again mm-hmm. after some time at Oklahoma State, which is where I ended up going.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And I hated it. I hated it. So bad. That, that musician brain, bro? The problem was... I ended up doing economics, so it wasn't like I enjoyed like yeah. that in the numbers. I think I, I, I wanted something that was accounting and finance seemed a little bit too numbers-driven for me at the time. Economics seemed like there was more, um, I don't know, philosophy to bro, it and that. interaction with people and stuff like that. Did you graduate
0: um, with that? hmm I didn't know you had an economics Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, bro. And so, I mean, you yeah. using it now? I mean... With the Lord? What, sure. Stewarding what the Lord gave me? Kinda? Yeah.
1: I mean, somebody got to figure out how to make sure these budgets work. Yeah. So
0: I made sure dope, my man. budget but, That's dope, man.
1: Um, I did, like, when I graduated, I did go into that field mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then not long after I got married, um, I ended up going to Muskogee to work at a, a church. Mm-hmm. And then I was there for a couple of years, and then I came back to Tulsa. And then I've been here at Battle Creek.
0: Since then, so where's the where's the connection with uh, Battle Creek?
1: Um, so when I did get into school, um, because Oklahoma State really is kind of the only school that reached out and helped. Yeah. You know, we had appealed to several schools around the area, and nobody really responded, and yeah. then Oklahoma State did. For so, the
0: UNO students, or for to just people, yeah. who
1: whether they were in UNO or whatever yeah. it was, college students who were coming from New Orleans. Like, yeah. there was, I don't know what other people's experience was, but I know that when we reached out and yeah. tried to, like, get help or at least get back in the school, like, that was the only, Oklahoma State's the only school that,
0: yeah, like. You graduated from OK State? Mm-hmm. You were poked? <laughs> that's right. That's but why right. did I, I didn't know this, bro. I'm figuring this out for really? the first time.
1: Yeah. I thought, man, see, but that's what it is. Like, the further yeah. I get away from that story, the, I lose track of who knows and who
0: doesn't know yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, this is—we're sending the record straight right now yeah, on the pod. Yeah.
1: So if people stop making stuff up. Nobody makes anything yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> but uh, so I got back into to, to school. Mm-hmm. I was going to a church called Sunnybrook Christian Church in Stillwater. Yeah. And so like it was for me because I grew up in church, and because by that time I, I did know the Lord, I did get introduced to the Lord. Um, And so, for me, it was like, it's not a matter of, like, if or decision. It was like, I got to figure out which church I'm going to go to, you know? So, I church hopped for a little while, ended up at Sunnybrook Christian Church, got connected with um, the worship pastor at that church, and, like, the band was pretty, like, it was pretty set, you know, how, like, with our team, we kind of rotate through people.
0: Yeah, they had, like, the uh, set.
1: Roster. But at Sunnybrook, yeah, consistent, it was, it was yeah. pretty consistent, you know, yeah. especially the band. Uh, and so I had met and become friends with a lot of people in that band, in the worship team, yeah. and stayed at that church, serving at that church uh, under that worship pastor until I graduated. I did an internship at that church, like one summer, and all that kind of stuff. So I graduate, I come back to Tulsa, uh, and then. There was a guy who had graduated before me who was playing guitar at Battle Creek when it was just called the church at Battle Creek. And So uh, by that time, I was already dating Devin, and we were trying to figure out a church that we were both going to go to. So she had tried a church. um, Then we both went to it one time when I visited over the weekend, and we was like,
0: eh, we'll we'll see, you
1: know. Uh, And then we got invited by a family friend of hers to Battle Creek. Yeah. And then I knew the guy that was playing because he had played with me at Sunny- at, in Stillwater at Sunnybrook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, like, stuck around after church to catch him and be like, yeah, what's up, bro? Everything yeah, good? Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and then— um, Sunnybrook sounds while, like a brunch
0: place to me, bro. It does. <laughs> <laughs> or retirement home. Yeah, one of the two, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you connect with this but guy. Yeah, right? so yeah. I'm
1: waiting to to connect with Jason, my friend and while i'm doing that the worship pastor at battle creek at the time his name is michael letney um, I, we I struck him. up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we struck up a conversation and i told him that i knew jason and we played together and stuff and and then we just kind of made that musician connection and then i got plugged in at battle creek uh, and so then we were there that was 2010 we were there until like i said i got married in 2012 we were there and then not long after i got married that's when we moved
0: to muskogee yeah. And you were you weren't the worship pastor immediately, right? You were just volunteering at Battle Creek. Yeah. And so, yeah. you were working. What, what were you doing like as your job before this? Yeah,
1: I was working in accounts receivable at a <laughs> closing firm.
0: Bro, I didn't so know that. entry level. This is like, crazy. Economics bro.
1: job where
0: you yeah. Know, I mean, you're, you you know. were dating Devin um, and like had yeah, to make it, you were married already at that point. No, I
1: didn't get married till 2012. I graduated in 2010. Yeah. Um, started going to Battle Creek. Working at this other job, Tulsa, yeah. Working I, at the other job, yeah, and just going and volunteering and stuff like that, and it was good. Yeah. It was never a thing where I was like, "I'm gonna just keep doing this until maybe I get a job." It was just like, "Well, I'm here. I have I'm the skill set. We're doing it. I'm gonna serve the church because, like, that was a church career. Actually, is if we look at like church history, my job is not really a thing. Yeah. You know, in 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 church, it's not more.
0: Like, Recently, it's become a thing. Yeah, and yeah. I
1: mean, maybe even as recent as, like, the last, I don't know, Seven, 70 eight. years, Yeah, that's become a, a thing where you have somebody who you designate as a worship leader. Um, And like I
0: said, like, in the church I grew yeah. up in, we, we, can, we called bro, it— Bro, we can impact that worship culture and we're nerd out all day. We, yeah, We might get into it, bro. Yeah. Because, like, Hillsong and all them, like, mm-hmm. I don't think, like, Joel Houston and all them weren't even, like, the worship pastor and all that mm-hmm. at Hillsong. They were just like— they were there. Yep. And they like help God use them to shape the culture now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. this worship pastor thing is, I don't yeah. know.
1: It's pretty new. It's, it's pretty, it's new. really new, really, as far as the church is concerned and positions that you want to make available or that you want to have people do. Like, that's a new thing. And I yeah. think for that reason, uh, it's really important for us, like, as the church, to make sure that we are pouring over the scriptures and, and figuring out how to do that well because yeah. it's a new thing you know yeah. for us and we going to we want to navigate that well so yeah but anyway i was uh, at battle creek 2012 we got married uh and then the way that i ended up moving to muskogee was they were looking for a worship pastor at this church that i ended up going to called boulevard christian church yeah well, they, What's up with you with all
0: the nursing home-sounding names, church? Man, I don't Boulevard, know. Boulevard, Sunnybrook. That's I guess
1: the Christian church has nursing home-sounding names. <laughs> not, not Battle Creek. Battle Creek sounds kind of... But that was like the... So Christian church is like kind of a denomination, kind of not. Mm. Um, they have a lot of friends and people who um, kind of helped start that movement, denomination. Kind of, yeah. They come from like Ozark in Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. So. A lot of good people out there in Ozark. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, there is uh, a connection between Sunnybrook and Boulevard. Yeah. And so, basically, Boulevard called Steve at Sunnybrook, who was yeah. the worship pastor there, and was like, "Hey, we're looking for a worship pastor. Do you know anybody?" Steve gave them my name, called me, told me that he gave them my name. Yeah. And uh, so that's how we ended up in Muskogee, and we were there for a couple years, uh, and then some people that I was serving with back in Tulsa at Battle Creek called me and said, yep.
0: hey, we, we're we opening up. They put the Batman signal. They, they put Ryan the- Ryan Crawford's logo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one on YouTube. You know, the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they called me and was like, hey, we're opening a campus at downtown. We want to do something a little different. Where we're at right now. And that's where we life? are right now. Your your life, life, yeah. 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 And um, so I came and, like, interviewed and, like, led a service and stuff like that. And actually, both times, so when I went to Boulevard the first time and I, like, led and interviewed and stuff like that, at first I went and to see if I wanted to do it. And first I was like, nah, you yeah. know. But then me and Devin prayed about it and we was like, yeah, we should do it. And so it was like, I'm glad that we didn't just go off of I don't want to change <laughs> into being obedient and stepping into that that yeah. time. And it was the same thing when I came and, like, interviewed and figured out what was going on here. At first, I was like, nah. But then I um, got a chance to sit with the soon-to-be campus pastor of downtown at the time. His name was Mike Hoyt. He's still on our Battle Creek staff. Yeah. I love Mm him. Uh, We got a chance to kind of sit down and, like, cast some vision and stuff. And then I was like, yeah, I think we should do it. So we prayed about it, came back to Tulsa, and uh,
0: that was 2014. Yeah, you've been at downtown since the genesis of it, right? Mm Like, helped build build it from the ground up maybe is that yeah. the the word you would use yeah yeah
1: i mean as far as like what we have now so yeah the the backstory of how we got this campus and all that kind of stuff is kind of long but yeah uh, as far as what we do now and our staff and our team and our culture yeah,
0: know, yeah it was um, a
1: privilege to kind of start yeah bro building
0: that we're reaching the halfway point of the pod yeah um i, I already know where i want to go after this i'm so i already talked to you before this we're going to show you a couple pictures on Facebook, actually, because he had okay. some better pictures. After that, dude, I for sure want to, like, pick your brain on a lot of Tulsa slash just worship culture in general. Because, mm. um, y'all, I look up to this man. Like, he, I mean, the way that his brain works when it comes to worship stuff, like, very spiritually led initially, but then also with, like, the technical stuff. Yeah. Like, you're the kind of guy that, like, know everything about everything. Uh, like technically, like drums yeah, yeah. and sound and lighting and all that, but um, appreciate it. We got we got some stuff, bro. So uh, for the social media deep dive, <laughs> I got some oh, pictures. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> okay. One of them, one of them, I might do you dirty, bro. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this outfit. It's all good. It's a cute picture. I'm gonna show you the picture. It's in 2012, <laughs> and you just t- tell me. Okay, it's
1: 2012. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah.
1: What's what's yeah, going me, on there? We're we're okay. These, we're newlyweds. You gonna do? I have to show.
0: Look no, he's going to put it on the screen, okay, so... Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, we are... We got married April 21st, 2012. It's the
0: glasses for me, dog.
1: Them glasses are taking over my face. Hey, bring, I got a small head, and I'm okay with bring it.
0: Bring it back, bro. Bring back the look. But yeah,
1: my wife looking beautiful as usual.
0: So what was going on there? What were y'all doing? Man, I'm trying to... Remember. Oh, this was
1: probably a wedding. I think this was somebody's wedding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And You were married already? We were married already, this was a wedding. This is, I think, this is one of Devin's friend's wedding, yeah. and we were there. If this is the person that I caption, think it is, mom and dad. <laughs> if this is the person, I think it is. There was something really funny that happened at this wedding, but also kind of like sad. Everybody was like, oh, "All right, all right." Mm-hmm. So, the it was like in the afternoon. Yeah. They had this kind of like wood, like cabin reception area, and had like big glass, like floor-to-ceiling windows or something like that. And so everybody's giving their speeches (laughs) stuff like that, Like at the reception. At the reception. And uh, I think the mom might have said something. And then the father of the bride, he gets up and, you know, it's a wedding. It's a beautiful moment and everything. And he's talking about how, you know, he's so happy to see his baby girl married and with somebody she loves, somebody that loves the Lord and stuff. So he's getting emotional. (laughs) And, And then... The the bride's mom like gets up and she's like, "All right, cool, cut it off." You know, getting emotional. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh, this is like the only time we're gonna get a chance to like express this." Yeah, and she, she, she was it. just not having and it. She was just like, "All right, cool, wrap it up."
0: <laughs> and so I was like, "Man, man, you took your big old glasses I off." Like, I hope bro, they yeah. got that on
1: video. I felt bad for dude, but also I was like, I mean, she was kind of right. Yeah. She was. But it was cool. I was was like, he hey, killing man, the vibe? Was he killed? No, nah, not really. I mean, because that sounds like she was pretty
0: aggressive about it. Of like,
1: she kind of was, yeah. and that, it threw me off. It threw me off because, like, after it, I'm talking to Devin. and I'm like, was that weird to you? Like, yeah. she got up and like cut that off, and she was like, yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, but nah, I mean, he was maybe going on for a little bit. But again, like, this is the only time <laughs> he's gonna get a chance. <laughs> and to. you're gonna get a chance to do this in front of all these people and express your. You know how You're... proud you are. <laughs> yeah. Mom was like, "Yeah, cool. Tell her later. Text her. Send Literally. a voice message." Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I got one more, bro. Okay, this one is uh, twenty twenty.
1: Oh wow! Okay, what's going yeah. on there, bro? So, first of all, I was rocking the the braid and Fade.
0: Was it the unions,
1: the union Jordans, or did you just switch out the laces to make? I think them? I switched out the the laces.
0: Me. Did me dirty. <laughs> yes.
1: I think, but I think they were on the way, and I was just excited. I thought they would be here by for that for Easter. that shoot, and so I had laces. I was like, "Well, let me just get, put my my gold laces in." Yeah. So, so like the bridge, so what's was, going on there? So this was um, we this was in 2020, so we like in the middle of the pandemic, the COVID quarantine, everybody's quarantining and stuff like that. But we're still trying to like stay connected online at church and everything. And yeah. I had grown my hair out, and um.
0: Cause I know it's like there wasn't no bro, no one was cutting hair, bro. Right. That was yeah. like I was my hair was done, man. So
1: I had uh I was going to a barbershop at the time, and then obviously everybody's quarantining, so the shop wasn't open. Mm-hmm. But my guy who was cutting my hair there, he was like taking appointments and he was going to people's houses yeah. and stuff like that. So that was cool. <laughs> uh yeah, but I I grow my hair out, I I did the the two braids. 'Cause I was just was trying something different. Bring it back, bro. And but that was a shoot we did for Easter mm-hmm. where we shot um uh, like our band we got together and we like Looked built like it was the worship set.
0: pastors from every campus yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: And we like built a set on the the stage at the central campus. And uh we sang Graves in the Gardens and uh, It's on YouTube.
0: It, it is on yeah. YouTube.
1: Check it out. Oh, you you want to be it. encouraged. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was so we shot that, and actually sang it and recorded it at the shoot as well. So the and so we so didn't the like audio did. that's
0: like that's on the video that's actually you live there. Yeah. It's so on. we didn't like record it,
1: and like at we we recorded all the audio vocals and everything. Yeah. From the shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I mention that is because we sang that song probably five or six times.
0: Oh, and it's like to get all the all the to get
1: co- the shots to get the energy to get everything that you need, and that that makes sense when you're doing like a curated music video. Mm-hmm. It's different at a live event. Obviously, you can only do what you can do. Yeah, but at that, we were trying to shoot something, and it was the first time that I think all of us had done it. Yeah, together, and so we had to keep shooting. So, uh, and so I'm- like by the time we got to the end of that, bro, I was like. I hate this song. He turns <laughs> graves into gardens. There are no more graves, yeah. okay? They're just uh, gardens. There no more seeds. They're just highways. Bro. We uh, so, my voice was tired. It was crazy.
0: The final video, so is the final video cuts from all four or five takes? Probably. Yeah. Probably. You tricked um, me. You tricked me. I thought it was just one hit. I thought y'all just killed it. We sang it
1: all the way through every time, though. We didn't just, like, hit parts of it and punch it in. Like, we sang it
0: every time. That's tough, yeah. man. Recording's tough. Man. It is. There's a lot, it is. A lot it's more fun, goes Yeah, it's it. fun. A lot more goes into it than I think people think. Because mm-hmm. if I watched that video and I didn't know anything about music, I would have thought that like that one it's one hit, that's it. That song's pretty like for worship leaders, that song's easy. Yeah. So, um yeah, but, but it was, was
1: kind of new at that point.
0: So. Yeah, it was popping. It was yeah. going off on that time. Yeah. 2020. Um so fast forward to a more present timeline. I want to pick your brain a little bit, bro. Um yeah. so Kind of how you said, uh, so when you first started getting involved with the worship scene and also when you moved here, it wasn't like a, like worship pastoring wasn't a thing. Like being on a church staff or being a musician wasn't really a thing. It was more like, like this is the gift that God gave me. I'm going to serve my community because I love God. And this is like yeah. my offering back to him, you know? Um, so what would you say about like, uh, I think the worship culture now i'm not saying that it's disingenuine but i feel like a, a lot more often there's a lot of uh maybe some of those like underneath intentions you know and uh, uh at least being friends with you and the times that I'll, i've been under your leadership like you're super quick to make sure that everyone's heart is right of why we do this and why this matters yeah and uh and bro like the the stuff that you do is excellent like on sunday morning it's not even like the, the congregation is like a crazy or super crazy production value. You're just bringing your best because God deserves that. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you, if you can kind of talk into what you think the worship scene looks like right now, um, maybe some advice slash heart posturing that you would that yeah. you would speak into. Yeah.
1: I I would say that any any time you have something that like appeals to a lot of people, especially stuff like music or acting or or. Stuff like that, you know, it's, it's easy for people to be drawn to that and then be drawn to the person because of that. Yeah. Right? One of the coolest things that I got to do, and I think this went a long way in helping me kind of understand what these moments are about, is when I was in Oklahoma State, I got a chance to be a part of this worship team, this worship band. Uh, called Overflow. We did Overflow service every Tuesday night. Now, the crazy thing about Overflow was the lights were out the entire time. So nobody saw us. The only light in the room was from, like, people maybe had maybe candles or something like that lit around the room. Yeah. Uh, But the only light that you saw was, like, the light that the screen was giving from the words being put yeah, on the yeah. screen, you know. But nobody saw us. Like, who, you know? who was singing or whatever, right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you recognize my voice or something... Yeah when I talk to you later or something like that, or maybe if you got a glimpse of us when we brought the lights out so people can see on the way out, Mm -hmm. maybe. But, like, during the service and even getting into the service, like, no, you didn't see anybody. Yeah. You know, it just, you were up there and you were just worshiping. And the other cool thing about it being with the lights out was that people were not as concerned about how they expressed or themselves sounded, yeah. expressed themselves and stuff like that and so that was one of those things for me that was instrumental and I wish that more of our worship leaders and worship teams could experience something like that yeah. and go through something like that and so actually my advice would be not to you know make your church do yeah. <laughs> worship with the lights out and stuff like yeah. that but maybe if you are up and coming worship leader or on a worship team and stuff like that. I would say seek out opportunities to do stuff behind the scenes, to do stuff where you're not going to get any credit.
0: Yeah.
1: I would say like seek that out cuz it it helps you to like you said posture your heart. It helps you to figure out why you're really doing this. And it helps you number 1 get better. Yeah. Uh, but it helps you to to see some of the stuff that goes into it and ways that you can be better, ways that you can make your team, your church better without having to, to like, be on the spot, you know. Or in the spotlight, yeah. Or in the spotlight, yeah. yeah. And I would say, so I I do think that there is a lot of um, star making. There is a lot of opportunity for pride in the way that we do worship ministry and worship music and all that kind of stuff now. And it's a challenge yeah. for, for a lot of us because anybody who's doing something popular or
0: Or good. Or good. Yeah.
1: Exactly. If you're doing something good that a lot of people like, like the first thing that usually happens is then that person or that group gets a following.
0: Yeah.
1: And our job is not to get a following. Yeah. You know, our job to as point worship leaders...
0: Point people up, to, yeah.
1: Yes, is to get him followers, yeah. you know. Um, to point people to Him, and if we are these like glory carriers, like it's only a reflection, right? Yeah. It's only it's not our own glory. And if anybody gets anything good out of what we do, we have to make sure that they know that every good and perfect thing comes from yeah. from God
0: and not from us. Yeah, that song, uh, you and I are mutual fans of River Valley Worship. The every good yeah. thing that's a good song. Yeah, comes it's a great man. song. You know. And so everything that is
1: good, everything that we enjoy about worship, ministry, and worship music, um, all that comes from Him. And any time that we hoard any of that goodness for ourselves, or we allow that goodness to point us to something other than Him, yeah. and we've misused that time, we've misused our position, or that yeah. that song, or whatever it is, we've misused it. Um, so
0: yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I heard a uh, Brick Lickerwood, She said that every time that someone compliments her about what she did on stage she she gave this picture like she takes it like a rose and she gathers them and then she gets like this bouquet and then gives them to the lord like Mm -hmm. in private so i I thought that was a beautiful picture Uh, yeah but uh at the time that we're filming this people are gonna hear this in april uh but right now it's what's kind of going on in church slash worship culture is that osbury revival Mm -hmm. and uh i guess from what i understand it's like it's the Beauty and the presence is in the simplicity of what's going on because it's like super stripped down chapel. It's literally just like a ca- 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 Cajon, keys, acoustic. Yeah, and people have been worshiping nonstop for I don't know, maybe been a week at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know if you want to give me, give me your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I, wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that is, you know, at this point, like as you as. The viewers are watching it. Like yeah. you said, it's it's some time has passed. Yeah, some people so are like traveling. My there. only hope my hope <laughs> is that like it proves it proves mm-hmm. to be a genuine, you know, movement and yeah. a pursuit. But I think the approach as it is right now, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's you beautiful. Know, man. To to not want to not want to politicize it, not want it to be anything other than um a true devotion and pursuit of the Lord yeah. and for him to come and to do what he does. Like the, the the promise that he's made us and that he has fulfilled because Jesus came is that he would heal yeah. when we like when we repent, when we turn to him and we forsake our wicked ways, we turn to him and we pray. Yeah. Um, the promise is that he would heal our land. And so yeah. I hope that um, there is just another amount of healing to our land that's yeah. happening because of that. Um, obviously, the ultimate healing of the world is in Jesus, and yeah. so he's fulfilled that promise, but it's always good to pursue the Lord, yeah. you know, and if that's what's going on right now, then I say, keep it going, you know. Yeah. And um, then we'll see the fruit from that, the repentance, the confession, the change in the way we do it, and, and the power that goes forth from the people of God because of the move of God, yeah. I think that's that's what I look forward for and hope for.
0: Yeah, I think I think for me what it's kind of it's helped me remind myself of like the posture that my heart should have. Mm. Like, it doesn't mean that like church now only has to be like that. So we're stripping it down. It doesn't mean Sunday morning we're like gonna turn the tracks off and do all that stuff. Cause all of that stuff in itself is not bad. Right. Um I think uh like us as worship leaders have the responsibility now of posturing our heart of wanting that kind of move. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we have to. I, I also see the other side of the coin where people criminalize all that stuff where, like, mm-hmm. you're just doing it for clarity, you're just doing it for that, but they don't right. They don't know that, like, the reason I'm I'm bringing this excellence and the reason I care about the volume levels on the tracks and all this stuff is because if I could provide a, an, an excellent experience, quote-unquote, it means that I'm going to try to get out of the way and be the most minimal distraction or not a distraction at all so that you yeah. can meet with Jesus. Because if I'm hitting flat notes left and right, that's right. going to take away more attention than yes me uh executing it well, you know. Yep. So um for me it's like, I mean, I'm I'm still using my ears, I'm still using my tracks. Yeah. Uh the that 'cause that's the opportunities I have right now, but my heart posture will be in that simplistic of like, I'm just here to worship God. Yeah. And I think worship culture now can take a lot from from that, you know? Absolutely. I mean we were talking about it, bro. I I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the hype of my church got this new album coming out or I'm singing on this or collaborating with this person and i mean i'm not immune to that like i'm I'm mm-hmm. a human and it's cool to do stuff with cool people yep uh but yeah man uh bro so uh kind of kind of trying to wrap up the pod uh how how do you uh keep yourself healthy and your and your team healthy because it's like you're you're battling with this tug of war of like y'all killing it every sunday so how do you keep the team like Focused on what we're doing and also keep yourself focused on what you're doing because you're also, like, you got to be a dad and a husband Absolutely. and a leader to, and a pastor to these people that God's yeah. trusted to you. So kind of talk to us about your self-care practices, your spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff, man. Well, the fact of the matter is, like, anybody in a,
1: a pastoral position, like, you, there are, like, requirements and qualifications in Scripture. hmm So I want to make sure I'm following those. That, Like, Paul wrote to Timothy and was like, this is what it means to be a a pastor or whatever it is. So I want to make sure I'm following those. You you can't pastor a group of people if you don't pastor yourself. That's good. If you don't pastor, if you don't lead yourself. Mm -hmm. And my first ministry is uh, as a husband. Uh, Right next to it is uh, fatherhood. Yeah. And so... I can't presume to be the right person to lead this group of people if I'm not going to lead my family. Yeah. Right. Um,
0: And so... And we've seen a lot of people, like, choose church over their first ministry. Yes. Yeah, my dad's big on that, bro. Like, he's like, at the end of the day, God's going to ask me what I did with my wife and what I did with my kids, like, the church stuff. And, I mean, it's important, but it's secondary to what God stewarded, like, particularly to you, Ryan K. Crawford. Yeah, you know?
1: Like, what it means... Marriage and parenthood is such a reflection of like God's relationship to us. Yeah. that it, it it's not to be taken lightly. Obviously, we're supposed to have joy in it, and we're supposed to yeah. have fun and stuff. But it's not something that you could be like, okay, cool, I'm married now. Nah, you can wild out. I got to get o- yeah. I got to get on with the rest of my life now that I'm married and got kids and stuff. Like none of th- nothing in your life is gonna be more important than those two things. Yeah. Not saying that it's not important, but nothing is gonna be more important than. Your your marriage and your um, your parenthood. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, as far as like balancing that, yeah, I think it's not necessarily a balancing act. As much as it is like this is what needs to happen. Like so it's not decision. Me, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not me saying, okay, how do I balance my family life and my church life? If I have a family life that's out of balance, then my church life is not that's- like my church job is not. Like it, it needs to, I need to realign, yeah. you know, and figure out. So, um, I think I, that's where you start. Yeah, you man. Know? Um, and then, as single far as people, like, you would
0: say like steward
1: yourself before you steward your. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got to. Yeah. Like Jesus told us to. Yeah. You know, he was like, if you, if you got, a friend with a speck in his eye, like don't try to get the speck in his eye when you got a log in your eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the log out first. Yeah. And then worry about the spec later yep. and so um yeah like there's there's the obviously also the the philosophical quote that he gave when yeah. he was talking to his people in his hometown <laughs> he was like physician heal thyself well like i do think that if you are like going to lead people you got to lead yourself yeah and so um you, you can't do that without the word without yeah. prayer and stuff like that. So a lot of things that I would say to people, as far as how to do it, it's mm-hmm. going to be simple, and it's not. It's not. It's like, not this rocket science. It's not. Re- it's not a revolutionary reality. idea. It's yeah. not something new. It's something that God has given us from years, ages old. Yep. He's given us His Word. He's given us His Spirit. Um, He's given us the opportunity. He's even opened up the the Holy of Holies to us, so that we mm-hmm. could be with him and we can approach yeah. his throne. And so to remember that this God who is all knowing he's infinite and to remember that he's inviting us into relationship, yeah. that's to remember where you get your power from yeah. and that's to remember where you get, you know, revived and refreshed and stuff. Literally like that.
0: the seek versus kingdom and all this. Yeah. yeah. Bro, that, that, that part's so hard for me because like transparently as yes, I, I love that. And I, I know that that's basically the answer for life. But um, I think my generation or myself, I can get caught up in just being so busy, man. Mm-hmm. Just, like, trying to go to work every day, yep. trying to get the pod going, trying to get stay involved in worship, and it's just like, I'm running. But if, at the end of the day, if I'm just running for no reason or running without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, yeah. something's going to go wrong somewhere, yeah. you know? So, I mean, if I, were to, if I were to piggyback off your point, I'd also, like, tell visionaries or people on the pod that, it all comes down to a simple thing, yeah, of seeking first the kingdom, and I think it is very simple. Man. It's very simple, man. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I, I, I think that's one thing that I pray and wish, and hope for. Like this generation. When I say generation, I don't necessarily mean like age group. I mean yeah. like people everybody around, who's alive yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this generation, I mean, like this era of people, because young to old, everybody's affected by. Busyness. Everybody's affected by um, a desire to chase their own Dream or... Know, dreams or um, ambitions and stuff like that. And so everybody everybody needs to hear it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, no matter how old or young you are. Uh, and so my, my prayer and my hope is for people to not necessarily feel this desire for new, something different, something crazy apart from what god has already given us and provided and and told us and even like jesus when he was walking on earth and the 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 teachers was like you know uh you know show us some new sign something like that and he was like that's a wicked generation that needs a sign you know i i'm giving you the word Mm -hmm. i am the word you know uh and so like i think i think that's that's still true today yeah we don't need we don't need anything new god has already given us everything we need for life and godliness he's given us everything that we need and so if we could pull back and simplify a little bit and and realize that all the things that we're chasing and all the things that we want to do it might be good things and just like all truth is god truth all good all goodness is God's goodness. Like, yeah. anything that's good comes from him. So I'm not saying that things that we pursue are bad. Mm. I'm saying that we, in the busyness and in the pursuit of those things, we can't forget that if this is good, it's from God, and so that's who we need to be plugged into yeah. for this thing. And so if we're plugged into him and it goes at his pace, then it's going to be perfect.
0: I love you that, know. bro. Bro, thanks for making time to come on yeah, the bro. pod for real. Loved it. Um, If you... Before we leave, plug your stuff, man. Your socials, if you got music out there, where to find you, all the things.
1: Yeah, so if you want to uh, see not a lot going on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm Ryan K. Crawford on Instagram. Well, I do a lot more on my YouTube channel. Yeah. I have a Ryan Crawford music or just Ryan Quick. K. Crawford on YouTube. Plug it, bro. We are
0: here. And
1: uh, that's where I put my music and stuff right now. I do a lot of drum stuff. I try to help the church out with like drum tutorials, I got some of my own stuff out there.
0: Yeah. So yeah,
1: Ryan Crawford, Ryan K Crawford, uh Ryan Crawford Music on YouTube.
0: Uh, my favorite worship song uh that you wrote is also on Spotify, the what's it called? Your oh, Presence. Oh yeah,
1: your presence, yeah. That's uh
0: so I wrote that song with um with Battle
1: Creek Church, so Battle Creek Collective on Spotify. Your presence, presence changes everything. Count
0: in parentheses. <laughs> Other things, <laughs> Facebook, Ryan K Crawford. Yeah. Uh, that's me. You got a couple movies out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Black I Pink. just said. My sequel just came out. My sequel just came <laughs> out. telling <laughs> dude. Church, Battle Creek Church downtown? Yes,
1: Battle Creek Church downtown. I would love to see you. 1915 East 3rd Street. Come worship with us on Sundays at 9 and 11. If you're in the Tulsa area and you're looking for somewhere to have some fun, connect with some cool people, hear some good voices like Jacob. Myself
0: Or anything Yeah we out here Come check us out Collab uh, Let us know Uh Just get That you're a visionary <laughs> Coming out During church That'd be funny
1: Wait what Oh That the pot <laughs> Plug the pot
0: Yeah <laughs> Like no I'm nice. saying Like if they come to church And they It'd be funny If they told us That they found out about you. it. I got you On the pot Yeah man <laughs> <laughs> It'd be crazy I saw you, your gears Grinding there a little bit You are like well, What's going on <laughs> I was trying to figure it out <laughs> Yeah now you good we made, we made it We made it to the spot Bro Love it. Matt Love Matt appreciation for you I love you man thanks for coming it's on great. the pod. we will um season 2 we're rolling we'll catch y'all next week